0: everybody, hi, today is the day, Sunday is my favorite day, we're on time, it's six o'clock on the dot, I'm not gonna say it, I'm not gonna say it, I'm not gonna say it. Hey everybody, happy Sunday, you know, well before I started the sex talk, Sunday has always been my favorite day. Sunday has literally always been my favorite day and I just really enjoy it. It's it's like a reset day. Hey everybody. Hey. Hey. Hey everybody. Um Sunday's like a reset day. It's like it's like the top of the week. It's like a refreshing day. It's like a day to relax, rest, redirect reconfigure, rethink, reflect. I really enjoy it. I love Sundays. Hey, everybody. Oh, my goodness. Uh, I'm going to give everybody like a few minutes to settle in, get relaxed, get focused, focus on the topic we're discussing today. And yeah, just let your shoulders relax and let your mind run free, you know, and just breathe. That wasn't intentional. I didn't do that intentionally, but hey, sometimes you need to breathe. So many thoughts run through our mind within a minute, let alone seconds, like 30 seconds alone. I just wonder how many many thoughts run through our mind within thirty seconds oh my god I could only imagine <laughs> we're constantly thinking thank you we're constantly thinking processing taking in information whether we are intentionally doing it or not and it's just a lot like we we really we really we really take in a lot as humans. And so... I just think that there's so much power in slowing down. I think that there's so much power in just relaxing. And just taking a moment to think. Yeah. I just, And I really love God and everything that's divine too. Because... I'm going to get to it in the notes. But I think our topic... Our topic is really interesting today, in 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 relationship to refocusing and redirecting, um, and rethinking, you know. Um, so, send this live or this podcast if you're listening in playback to three to five friends that you think would be interested in talking about rejection. Um, Or talking about sex in general. Or who you think would be interested in this podcast. Um, Yeah. I'm just interested in knowing people's thoughts, feedback. And having conversation. And just slowing down. You know. I think that's something that 2020, 2020 and all its crazy events really Encourage us to slow down. I don't know about you, but definitely encourage me to slow down. Really think. Like, what are you thinking about right now? What are you thinking? What are you doing? What are what are the intentions behind what you're doing? What's the, what is the purpose behind your actions? Um, and you know, refocusing on living a more meaningful life. You know, making more. Meaningful connections, having more meaningful conversation, etc., etc. You know, how's everybody doing? Are you feeling good? Are you enjoying your Sunday? Sundays are my favorite. It's okay. I'll be done in a second. Don't even worry. Okay? It's okay. Hey, everybody. Thank you so much for joining me today. I'm so excited to have you all. Today, we're talking about rejection, and it's about to be good so you know how this goes don't leave me lonely drop your comments below um and just let me know what's tea okay let me know what's on your mind okay i really love and appreciate you guys okay so hold on one quick sec. Boom. It is time. Okay, so today, welcome back. Welcome back to the sex talk. Thank you so much for joining me. I am so grateful you're here with me today. I've just been, I've just been taking this day really chill, like moment by moment. Um, I've been kicking it with my little friend Farley. If you follow me on Snapchat or if you follow me on Instagram, I'm sure you've seen him. Um, he's a puggle. And he's like my little friend. Like I always, always enjoy spending time with him. Today is February 21st, 2021. It's crazy. I think back to the times where we had, uh, <laughs> when we in movies back in the day, like in the early 2000s, there was movies that was like 2020 and like in the future, we're going to have flying cars and we're going to live in the sky and we're going to do all that. Where, where is that stuff? Like, where's all that stuff at? Where's the flying cars? Where's the hover? Like, we got a hoverboard. Where's like the hovering cars? The cars that could just shoot up in the sky? Or where's the biz? Where's those tubes that are on all the futuristic movies that we're supposed to shoot down in and shoot shoot through work and stuff like that? Curious to know, okay? Disney and Fox and all you places that make Lionsgate, all you places that make movies. Where y'all at? What happened? I thought you could see the future. What's tea? Uh, <laughs> so, anywho, quick shout-outs. I want to say shout-out to the folks who are in the United Kingdom, Panama, Romania, Vietnam. Thank you so much for streaming and tuning in to the Sex Talk. I really appreciate it. I cannot have this conversation without you. Thank you to everyone who have been liking, sharing, subscribing, and streaming. Please know that, please, pretty please know that it does not go unnoticed in all actuality okay thank you to everyone who have who keeps the conversation going from sunday to sunday i genuinely appreciate that there's literally so much to talk about and i'm constantly learning and i hope everyone is having a learning experience as well um, because that's what this space is for i literally created this space to learn Because there is so much to talk about in regards to sex, sexuality, and sensuality. Um, If you are learning, please feel free to shoot me a DM and share your learning experience at any time. Um, I don't think that there is, like, it's not a 9 to 5 situation. Like, even if you, okay, if you're watching a podcast or you're streaming a podcast and you're like, Oh my goodness, it's 4 a.m. and I just learned this thing. I just had an aha moment. Shoot me a DM. I might not be up at 4 a.m., but when I wake and I see it, when I see your uh, message, I will gladly reply because um, I got a few messages like that this week, and some people reached out, and I was just like, wow. I even had a conversation just the other day um, about, uh, you know, a friend disclosed some sexual activity with me, and I was, like, asking them some questions, and I was like, well, what do you think about this and what do you think about that and, da, 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 da. and it just reminded me that this conversation and these questions are really important to ask because um, sometimes we don't think about these, those things and me too sometimes I need a reminder just because I'm facilitating the space doesn't mean that I'm a sex expert or the sex professional <laughs> um, so let's keep learning and growing together updates I'm a real ass nigga I mean, that's GP. That's just off general principle. Zero, no higher. Never forget it. I'm a real ass thing. <laughs> there is TST merch coming soon and collaborations on the way. So please be on the lookout of that. And if you want to, if you want to, if you want to support TST in your community, stay tuned. Cause there's something special coming for you. Don't even trip. I got you. Okay. Um, if you want Sunny to visit your youth group, your class, or facilitate a workshop in a space near you, reach out. Let me know. Let's talk about it, okay? I'm low I can move around. And we can do virtual. Zoom is one of my best friends, okay? Let me know. And uh, uh, this, I'm, I want to call out to, um, thank you so much. I love you. You're amazing. I'm pinning this comment. Boom. If you'd like to donate to the sex talk, please feel free to do so at TSTTV143 on Cash App Venmo or even Cash App or Venmo. <laughs> yes, in our comment, is pinned right there. Shout out to you, Sarah. Yes, I will realize. So queer and POC creators. I want to uplift POC queer creators or POC creators. Holla at me um, if you if you're a creative with a message that you want to share with the world. Let me know whether you have merchandise or you have you create art or you you know do spoken word pieces. You write songs, whatever. Like let's collaborate. Let's let's connect. Let's uplift one another and let's chat. Okay, I really look forward to connecting with some people. And shout out to everybody who's been dropping fantastic ideas. Oh my goodness, you guys are so smart. I feel so lucky to have such a great community surrounding me, like just constantly making me think all the time. So after, those are all my updates. Those are all my thank yous. Those are all my shout outs. Thank you so much to everybody who's tuning in. Are you ready? Are you ready to talk about the topic of today? I don't think you're ready. I don't think you're ready for this yet. <laughs> okay so let's get into it today's topic is rejection let's talk about rejection okay and we just go cruise you know what i'm saying we just gotta we just gotta chill chillax. so let's define rejection rejection is the dismissing or refusal of a proposal idea or etc Number two, the the spurning of a person's affections. Now, I have I have never heard that word. I think I've heard spurning in the Bible. I can't remember, but spurning that I I had to define spurning. So so spurning means um, reject with disdain or contempt, um, and to strike, tread, or push away with the foot. Like literally, the foot, okay? And then um, I wanted to define disdain as well. So the, the definition of disdain is the feeling that someone or something is unworthy of one's consideration or respect. And that also mentioned contempt as well. So my question's to you. One, have you ever been rejected? Two, what does rejection mean to you? Number three, what does rejection feel like? Number four, what does rejection make you uh, look like? What, what does rejection look like? <laughs> I'm trying to read two sentences as one. What does rejection look like to you, okay? What does it feel like, what does it mean to you? Have you ever been rejected? And on the other side, have you ever rejected someone? Um, And uh, what do you think that make that person feel like? We're gonna get into all that in a second too. I wanna double back really quick to POC creators. I have to shout out Herb Johnson. Boom. So this outfit uh, was created by a phenomenal dancer um, and creator in the community. His name is Herb Johnson. He's a great crumper, and he does uh, uh, a lot of different styles as well. Um, I bought this uh, jumpsuit from him. It's super great quality. I wear, it, I wear this sweater often. Actually, I wear the sweater often, and I wear the whole jumpsuit often. <laughs> if you look back on a few different um, uh, uh, podcast videos, you'll see me wearing this sweater. Um, but yeah, it's really great quality. And I, I had asked him, uh, a little bit of where the idea for this clothing line came from and the 4M stands for foremost. And, um, and in a nutshell, what he explained is just put, put respect on your process and put respect on your name, nigga. Okay, he didn't say it like that, but that's how I translate it because I'm a real ass nigga, you know what I'm saying? So uh, foremost, it's just about the process of putting respect on your process and putting respect on your name. Um, Like I said, great quality, great person, great leader in the community, phenomenal dancer, black creative in the community. Support this. Please support this business. Um, And there's jumpsuits. He has jumpsuits that uh, come in different colors, and he has other merchandise uh, as well. So tap in. It's for the number four M o s t dot Um, and I can also put that in the comments or DM me if you want the website. So boom, black creative. I need y'all to reach out to me. If you're a black creative and you want me to rock your shit, I'm down with that. Okay. I got you. Just don't even trip. Okay. (laughs) Now back to the notes. So let me know, drop a comment below if you've ever been rejected, if you've ever rejected someone, um, and what does rejection feel like to you? Thank you so much, Sarah. I appreciate you. You just on it tonight. Um, have you ever been rejected? What does that feel like? What does it mean? You know, what comes to mind? Um, and have you ever rejected someone? Boom. So in our relationship conversation, we talked about a few different elements of relationship. One platonic, uh, meaning of love or friendship, intimate And affectionate but not sexual. Two, romantic, conducive to or characterized by the expression of love. Three, sexual, relating to the extinct psychological processes, instincts, psychological processes, and activities connected with physical attraction or intimate physical contact between individuals. Four, familial, relating to or occurring in a family or its members. Okay. Uh, and number five, communal, shared by all members of the community or, for common use. And then another one I wanted to add that we didn't discuss in our first podcast is professional. Professional relationships. So what does professional mean? Defining professional, number one, relating to or belonging to a profession. Y'all know I hate that shit. Do not use the word to explain the word. (laughs) Number two, engaged in specified activity as one's paid occupation rather than a pastime. What do you think about that? Okay. Um, I think rejection can bring out the true character of people. Boom. What do you think about that? Some people might be offended because I said that depending on how they respond to rejection, but... Look, I'm just the messenger. <laughs> but in my experience, and and even in my own in my, in my own personal experience, and being receptive to others uh, taking our feedback, right? Uh, I think your true character comes out when you're told no, you know, or when something doesn't go your way. I mean, think about kids. Think about kids, right? When you put a kid in timeout, or you tell a kid to just chill out, or you know, say stop what they're doing, they pout, you know. Then just imagine that being a uh, Mediocre white man. <laughs> Amplified. Okay, so anyway. <laughs> Look, I'm not, I'm not a prejudiced person. I just be... <laughs> Let me stop. I don't even want to go down that rabbit hole. This ain't that, okay? So, boom. Um, like I said, I think rejection can bring out the true character of people. What do I mean by that? When humans have their hearts set on something and pursue that thing... Once a boundary is set or when a plan is redirected or shut down, our immediate programming can manifest, which can look like anger, sadness, violence, confusion, etc. What do you think about that? Okay? So there was a situation where um, like, um, and like I said, I've said in many different conversations, and I'll, I'll continue to say it for the people who haven't seen the previous conversations or heard them. Or maybe you're just jumping into this conversation today. But um, I'm, I'm viewing my experience from a very specific lens. I'm a queer black cisgender female and I have my own experiences. Numbers don't lie. Look at the statistics. Blah. Read your history. Blah. So anyway, um, um, in my experience, I've been in certain circumstances where I've had to tell people uh, people not to touch me. Uh, Especially white people. Don't touch my hair. Don't just walk up on me touching me. And I think that it's really interesting how um, I've experienced white people responding to that, right? So there was a situation I was in a few years ago where... uh, I'm not going to go into too many details as of right now. But all I'm going to say is I was in a very specific setting. And I was one of the few black uh, people of color in that setting. There was a young lady... In that setting, she was a uh, white a white person, and um, she kept she kept like she kept asking me to hug her, and every time she would hug me, she would give me a kiss on the cheek, right? And so there was a point where I was like, when you kiss me on the cheek, I, I realized like that wasn't just a regular kiss on the cheek. Like when she kissed me on the cheek, she. it it was just a little extra with it you know what I'm saying like if you wanted to be my friend or you just wanted to you know show some love or whatever it's just a different type of peck on the cheek right that I was receiving from other people but when I when she pecked me on the cheek it was just a little extra umph in it you know what I'm saying like she was trying to send a message um so I had just pulled her to the side and I was like hey uh I don't really feel comfortable when you kiss me on the cheek so I'd appreciate if you stopped that Um, and she lost her shit. She did not like that. She did not like that. I told her not to kiss me on the cheek and she just, she was like, I feel singled out. I feel da-da-da, all this other stuff. She felt, she expressed that she felt all these different things. She expressed that she felt all these different things. Um, And she felt uh, very singled out um, for some reason. But mind you, I just expressed like, hey, it was, I don't want you to kiss me on the cheek. I don't like that. (laughs) Um, And she, like her, like the way she responded was just so interesting. And I was just like watching it in real time. I was like, I can't remember the whole dialogue, but she was very upset about it. um, Just by me telling her to stop touching me, you know? Um And I, I, you, you, I don't even need to explain it. I'm sure you guys can understand how I communicate by now, but it was just really interesting. I, she felt rejected, right? So boom, that's that. What do you think about that? When you, when you have experienced rejection, what was your immediate response? How did it make you feel? If you have ever rejected or redirected someone, what was that experience like and what was their response? I just gave you an example of my own experience. And that was, that was, in my mind, it was a platonic situation. But I'm trying to tell y'all, the way this girl would kiss me on the cheek didn't feel platonic. And I didn't feel comfortable with that. We never had a discussion about it. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's times where people kiss me on the cheek and it just feels like, it's just, and it's like they, their lips don't even touch my cheek. It's just like the, the, you know, it's like we touch cheeks and then we make the kissy sound. But this girl, it was different. (laughs) So boom, have you ever been rejected by a friend, family member, or members, or a co-worker, or a romantic interest, or even a church community? Y'all know I be squaring up with church communities. (laughs) When folks are publicly shamed, it makes me think of communal rejection, maybe even bullying, right? And so while I was creating the notes, I was thinking about some stuff, and this is what came to mind. In some countries, they have had barbaric punishments for crime. And the punishment comes with a certain level of shame and rejection, right? And so um, whether that be cutting off body parts that were used to commit the crime or even uh, criminals having to wear a sign stating the crime that they committed and walking around the city so, uh, so the community can see, shame, or reject them. What do you think about that? If you're just tuning in, please send this live to three to five friends that you think you will be interested in talking about. Rejection! Uh. <laughs> he looked at you like, I'm not rejecting you. I bet you he feels rejected, though. I'm sorry. Mm. What do you think about that? So those, I'm like oh my goodness the the judicial system and the criminal like criminal justice system has so much work to do and also like i look i don't know what crime punishment used to look like back in the day in minnesota you know what i'm saying but laws have have progressed and like punishment have progressed a lot policy have progressed a lot we still have a ton and ton a ton of work to do um but yeah, just cutting cutting motherfuckers' hands off and all that. It's like it's just it's really interesting. And I think when it comes to rejection and, and shaming a person for like stealing or uh you know like really heinous or insidious crimes, it's just you know it's a it's a certain level of restriction that is put on their record or you know their ability to do things. And it's like you you live in a yeah. That's not even what this conversation is about, but just rejection, it just, it can manifest in in way different forms. Now let's talk about communal rejection. Okay. Uh, Communal rejection can look like a community, a church community discovering you're queer or coming out to your family and and being rejected or removed from the church or home, or even in church being removed from certain activities because your sexual orientation. Have you ever experienced anything like this? And what do you think about those things? If you haven't. Let me know. Drop a comment below. I, I want to have a conversation with you. You feel me? <laughs> ah! Okay. How we doing? Drop some comments below. Let me know how you feeling today. Yes. Okay. I see y'all. I see y'all. Hey, everybody. Hey. Boom. Boom. And boom. We're staying on top of it. Boom. It's a little fucked up. Yes. Um. So, boom. Let's talk about relational rejection. Have you ever reached out to a friend and wanted to hang out and been declined? Have you ever tried to console console a friend while they were in distress and that friend maybe turned down your hugs or advice or your nurturing? What did that feel like? Um, i could definitely speak to that with a with uh like re- in a relational being rejection being rejected relationship wise like uh in my experience i feel like there was a friend um that i reached out to a few years back and they were posting some things on social media that were really concerning and um just like just you know, like when it comes to depression and mental health and even like su- su- suicidal, uh, suicidal behavior, it just it just triggered sorry, trigger warning, it just triggers some things in my mind, and um, I had reached out to this friend just to check in and see how they were doing, and um they were very nonchalant about the respo- like it, with their responses, and you know, like, I felt like they rejected the the support you know like and I didn't I didn't necessarily know how to respond in that instance and also it's like it's a really tricky spot to be in when you're when you're worried about a friend who seems to have like seems to be expressing themselves in a way of a way where their where their mental health could be in not such the best space and it's like yeah it was just a, it was a hard place to be in um to communicate like it was a challenging place to be in to communicate with that person because i'm like i want to support you don't know how and i kind of felt a, a obligation to support that person because of the timeline and how long we had been in each other's lives and all these different things and so it's like in in that instance like um you know i just followed their lead in the conversation i did feel like the the support was rejected rejected but i just redirected the conversation and um and just followed their lead and what they felt most comfortable talking about and in that in that instance particularly I didn't know what to do um but yeah I think following following that person's lead was the best I could do in that moment and later down the road other things did come out about that that specific timeline um but you know I'm just I just Parts of, part of me feel like I made the situation about myself, which, you know, I did the best I could with my awareness. And another part of me, I, it's like I'm proud that I I, I just followed their lead. Because it's like you can't force anybody to disclose whatever about whatever about you, uh, their situation. You know, like people open up and they consent to things when they're ready. What do you think about that? Okay, Have you ever been in a setting with a friend where they may have been okay with a certain joke or behavior and all of a sudden they express that they don't want to hear jokes like that or they don't want to play around in that manner in the manner that they're used to that can manifest it feel like rejection to an extent and how do you respond to that how do you react to that um what do you think about that or how about when you express an artistic idea with a friend or a new ideology and they don't necessarily agree or accept your ideas Now, artistic and creative rejection is so challenging and it's a hard place to be in. You know, um, I can relate, you know, some stuff like as a creative, I think it's so important to protect your creative babies uh, and be selective with who you share with what, uh, because sometimes people aren't necessarily uh, ready to receive your ideas. They might not ever be ready to receive them but you know like I think I was actually watching a video the other day that talked about um um uh, criticism and how it's in how in in history like how criticism has transformed over time it's more so destructive and uh it's kind of like the society that we lived in the the side <laughs> lived the society that we live in today is kind of you know it's it's sculpted and trained our minds to look at things in a very critical way and destruct it before we even give ourselves a chance to like it and I think that that's really interesting and me personally as an artist there's times where so I've been so in the last year I've been dancing um and getting back in tune with my body in, in regards to dancing right and Sometimes I'll ask my friends to record me dancing and um, when they have the video, like when we capture the video, I'll take 30 minutes to sit with it first before I watch the video or if I watch the video, I just want to make sure we got the right angles or whatever and then I'll come back to it. But I know that my immediate mind is so sensitive and critical that I'll tear myself apart mentally while I'm watching this while I'm watching this um, video of myself or even when I go to the studio and record music I hear the worst part to my voice and this that and the third first so I'm like you know like one of the engineers I worked with a while ago he was saying sit with these recordings for like two weeks and then let's come back and do another session and I was like I was wondering why he said two weeks and I listened to them and I hated the first round of listening to them. I hated them. I hated all of them. But then a week later, I was like, okay, I guess these are okay. Then a week after that, I was like, oh, these shits is banging. You know what I'm saying? So I think it's really interesting how rejection works. It's like we, we could reject ourselves. We could reject others. We could reject certain content. It's like our minds are so set up to be so critical um, and, and destructive immediately. Um, so I think it's really careful uh, you gotta be really careful with your creative babies and your creative idea you know what do you think about that <laughs> and even your thought processes when you're trans I feel like in your transformation like when it comes to personal transformation I think it's really important to be careful who you share your ideology with uh, if, like whether it's your therapist or a trusted source find somebody even your journal find somebody to really disclose like that will honor what you're disclosing to them because that information could change and you know people people transform they rethink things and they you know what i'm saying so just protect your mind because it's like sometimes people <laughs> when you when people are going i just want to i just want to give a quick shout out and disclaimer for people who are going through spiritual awakenings that's one of the most sensitive times for a person and it's so important that people who are going in going through spiritual awakenings that they have supportive people around them you know what I'm saying because you're thinking so much about different things and you're taking in so much information that it can be very challenging to be criticized in that moment because it's like this is what I could be thinking today this is what I could be thinking in this hour or this minute and my mind could change And I think it's so important to have people around you that allow that transformation. Like, there are certain things that my friends say where I'm like, let's see if you feel like that in 30 days. (laughs) I'm gonna let you rock. (laughs) You know? (laughs) So, boom. All these things can be translated as rejection, you know? How do you positively cope or deal with rejection? Are you following me? Did I lose you? Are you still with me? Let me know. Send me some thumbs up. Drop a comment below. Don't leave me lonely, okay? <laughs> now let's talk about sexual rejection. I knew y'all horny asses was waiting on this. <laughs> Let me stop playing with you, okay? Y'all stop playing with you. Y'all know that this is the sex talk. You know that every. I wish y'all could see here right now. Y'all know that every conversation Is going to boil down to Sex, sexuality, and sensuality But I think that all of our Like I've talked about in different conversations All of our sexual All of our non-sexual decisions I believe are impacted by our sexual preference And our sexuality And our sexual discipline Or the lack thereof I believe that sex I, I believe that everything is about sex Essentially Everything Your favorite color is about sex Everything's about sex that's what I believe. <laughs> if you're just joining us, please send this live to three to five friends. Do you think that would be interested in talking about sex, sexuality, sensuality, and rejection? Okay, so let's talk about sexual rejection. Have you ever given flirtatious energy to a person that wasn't really receptive to that type of energy? Or have you been um, on the rejecting side? Okay, have you ever reached out to a crush and expressed interest and learned that the feelings weren't mutual some people shared some rejection stories about that and i thought that that was really interesting having a crush and being rejected by them or having us like flirting with someone and being rejected by them can be you know it could it could just really you know fuck with your ego a little bit and your pride a little bit you know Some people, like I said in the beginning of this conversation, rejection can, like our behavior following the rejection can manifest as anger, violence, and sadness or whatever. Um, I'm curious to know, and and that's why in the beginning of this conversation, I thought it was interesting that I had mentioned redirection and refocusing. I believe that rejection um, can be a redirection when you really take a moment to really think about what what was it that I was attracted to this person about? What was it that attracted to me them to me to them? What did I want most from them or how did they make me feel? And most of the times our attraction to others is more so about us than it is about the other person. That person is calling something outside it out, out of us that we couldn't necessarily see with other people. Um and so yeah and I've had feeling I've had like it it really, I've, I've had so many instances of learning and transformation. And of course, like I'm still learning and growing. I'm like I'm not no guru or nothing like that. Um, however, I do try to learn from every situation that I've been in and that I can recall. And in my experience, um, you know, rejection to me is a redirection or a protection. And there's been times where I've been attracted to people who are just downright not good for me. You know, or like just not like, I was just so oblivious to certain things, and I'm just like, eh! or even trauma bonds, or da 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 da, it's or whatever. But I said all this to say I learned from every redirection or rejection or whatever, right? And so, um, there was an instance, like it in the past, I realized, like, um, I'm like just taking note because I believe life repeats itself and it's gonna repeat itself. It's gonna continue to repeat itself but don't miss the lesson type shit and so if you continue to miss the lesson you'll continue to get that same hurt or reaction or response or feeling Um, And so for me, I've learned how to even practice in sexual discipline has taught me to really learn how to take my time, ask more questions, really get to know a person and vibe with them um, and figure out, you know, how we align or complement one another. Um, But I really like to take my time in getting to know people and also learning people's patterns. Like I talked about in the 90 day day grace period, that was a bonus podcast that I did maybe a week or so ago. And um, there's a situation that I was in. A while ago, where I was like, you know, like I really am attracted to this person, and da da da. But I will prefer to get to know their patterns and their behavior, and see how they um, complement or relate to people and myself um, before I find my, before I allow myself to entertain the idea of being sexually or emotionally attracted to them. You know. Um, But what do you think about that? I think that I think that our 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 sexual system, our sexual systems are like are like dogs <laughs> and we have to train them we definitely have to train our dog we have to train our wolves um I talked about that on Snapchat one time before like there was this quote that talked about you know the good wolf and the bad wolf. and um it's like an Indian proverb I think don't quote me on it I'll have to find it um if you want it I, I could I could i actually I could find it you can google it you could if you type in good good, good wolf, bad wolf, um, it'll probably pop up. But it's like the same, basically saying like whatever, whatever, whatever wolf you train the most will win in your circumstances um, and things like that. So just, you know, teaching my wolf how to calm down and really just see past all the hoopla and really see people for who they are before, you know whatever, whatever, whatever ideas I entertain, right? So what do you think about that? Boom. So have you ever, were you ever in the midst of a sexual setting with a person and have been denied of a specific sexual act or gesture? And how did that make you feel? Um, I think it's really important to remember to, and this is another thing to remember when it comes to sexual settings and slowing down I think it's so important like there's so many things that could be lost in translation when you're in the setting of sexuality and sensuality and just sex you know like I think I think it's really important to hold space for all parties involved when you're in a sexual setting because um you can miss a social cue or you for yourself or the other person or you know what I'm saying like I'm just I'm not I'm not for how the movies make shit scene when it comes to sex, like, it's not what it seems like in the movies type shit, you know, and if that's what you're after, if that's the fantasy that you're after, you know, cool, recreate that fantasy, but when you think about, when you, if you really think about fantasies and communities like the BDSM, uh, B, uh, yeah, that's her BDSM community, ethical BDSM, BDSM, and, you know, whatever, whatever, where, where other where it's like not your necessarily traditional um, sexual setting. If you're doing it ethically, there's a lot to the process before those things take place. There's a lot of questions, conversations, there's boundaries that are set, this, that, and the third. And to be rejected, I think that you can eliminate a lot of possibilities for rejection if you have a certain conversation well before before, during, and after. I think that there's a lot of uh, power in having conversation and understanding before a sexual act, during the sexual act, and after the sexual act. Um, for aftercare, which I've discussed in a previous conversation. Um, because a lot comes up. Um, but yeah, just think about like maybe maybe you're used to kissing your partner's neck. And they're like, hey, I'm not really feeling that today. Or, you know, or um, you know, other sexual uh, acts within the setting. I just want to encourage people to slow down and open up space for that to take place. Check in with your partner. I believe that trauma can be created or you can definitely be re-traumatized in a sexual setting if you're not communicating your needs. If you need something done, say that. If you need something to stop, say that. If you want to readjust, refocus, redirect it, say that. Or stop. Magic word. Create a magic word. Create a safe word. I want to, when I say bananas, we're stopping everything. Or when I say yellow, we're stopping everything. Or when I say sunshine, please, let's stop everything. You know? Um, but I said all that to say rejection is not necessarily about you, it's about where that person is. Whether it's attraction, whether it's, um, whether it's, uh, whether it's attraction or connection or lack of interest or just, just, I don't want to do this or I'm not interested in this or this is not what I want right now or whatever. It's, it's important not to take rejection personal. That's why, you know, that's why I keep saying redirect, refocus, you know, like I'm sure people in long-term relationships get rejected from their partner. And people who are not in relationships get rejected from other folks, you know, or people get rejected academically, professionally, um, platonically. Rejection can come in many different forms. But I think it's really important to have affirmation and things in place to remind ourselves that we're whole human beings and we're not being rejected. It's just not that's just not the thing for us. And it's okay to be redirected. Um, and so, what kind of conversations and communications take place when we feel rejected or redirected? You know, and I was thinking about like me personally. I'm a very intentional person. I like to communicate with people and have conversations and let you know what's on my mind, especially if I feel like we're building a mutual. A <laughs> if we're building a mutual, I said it again. <laughs> If we are building a meaningful connection, and we are building an intentional relationship, okay. I like to communicate. I, you know, and you know, shout out to shout out to the folks that I've known in the past. If you ever feel like I rejected you, you know, it. it I promise, it wasn't you. Unless you're a fucking dick, you know, maybe. But, um, like, uh, this is what I was going to say. Now, I, I don't, I don't think, I don't, I can't recall. I don't think I've ever done these things, but I've never, I've never really, I don't like to disappear, ghost, disengage, or distance myself from people without a conversation. Uh, sometimes, sometimes people dis- do those things in fear of their own rejection, I personally believe, like, I'm pushing 30, you know what I'm saying? Like, I'm at a point where I'm, like, I feel like it's emotionally immature to to ghost somebody right now. And ghosting, I was actually thinking about talking about ghosting, but I think these things come hand in hand, kind of. Um, but I think it's emotionally immature to ghost someone unless, like, I die or unless, like, my phone gets ran over by a fire truck, which that happened to me one time before. Um, and I didn't have like MySpace or nothing like that, so I couldn't, you know, <laughs> say, hey, my phone got ran over by a fire truck, or you know what I'm saying, like that. Just power goes out, you know, like or whatever. Like I just don't know how. I I me personally, I don't think that it's emotionally mature to ghost or disappear or disengage with someone. Uh, or distance yourself with someone without a conversation. Now, there's been certain circumstances where I've been in and I'm like, maybe the intensity that we've experienced, like our our interactions have been so intense and it's been like really high energy and it's just a lot going on. Let's create some distance and we're going to come back to this when all this calms down. But I think that I don't, you know, I think that there's conversations that can heal a lot of things. Um, And so, anywho, what conversations are we having in regards to sexual rejection, relational rejection, communal rejection, you know? And when, when you think about communal rejection, I think it's important to, like, if people reject you, if you're a part of a community and you're being rejected, if your actions are not heinous, insidious, or just evil, and people are, like, playing emotional, manipulative games with you that's not your community that's that those aren't people those aren't your people and I don't know if you need to skip town and start start a new chapter in your life and find some better people that will treat you with some damn respect you know you know you might need to do that you know but anywho I just think it's really important to express your needs express your desires um and express your heart and what's on your mind and open up the space for conversation um Because I think rejection is, rejection is redirection, you know, and it's, it's a time to refocus and rethink things. Um, so what do you think about that? That's our time. Thank you so much for tuning in. Thank you so much for tuning in and slowing down with me, chilling with me. We're talking about rejection today. Have you ever been rejected? Have you ever rejected someone? Um, have you ever, what, what, after you've been rejected, what was your process to redirect? And if you're still stuck in that rejection, how do you move through that? How do you get unstuck, okay? Um, send this live to three to five friends that you think would be interested in talk about sex, sexuality, and sensuality, and rejection. And remember, rejection is not always about... It's rarely about you. It's more so about the other person. But it's okay to open space, ask questions, and slow down and say, hey, if this isn't what you want in this sexual setting... Let's, re- let's figure that out. Let's, let's, let's talk about it, you know? And, and there can be a lot of space, you know, like to, to set things up so that you aren't, you know, in a, in a touchy... <laughs> coming on a touchy subject in the setting, uh, asking certain questions before those things take place. Ask questions. Asking questions has been my favorite thing to do this year. I ask a ton of questions. Ask direct questions to get a direct answer. You know. Okay. So if you want to support and uplift the Sex Talk, um, please feel free to donate or share these lives, engage with our posts. You can donate financially at Cash, uh, cash App or Venmo at tsttb one four three. Every dime that's invested into the Sex Talk goes right back into the Sex Talk. Like I said, merch is on the way. I have a lot of fun things in my back, in my pocket, this pocket right here. There's a lot of fun things, but I can't show you yet. It's going to take some time. So just be patient. Just be patient with me. I love it. Appreciate y'all. Y'all take good care of yourself. Do something that serves you today and refresh yourself, redirect, refocus, uh, and have a, have a really great week and stay warm. <laughs> Bye.